Welcome to Empowered Thinking at Play, a podcast which explores the elements of feeling empowered and how we can get more of that feeling into our lives. I'm your host, Kim Nelson, writer, meditation teacher, confidence coach, and someone with a very curious mind. And so I want to know, how are people bringing more action into their lives after the events of this year? which, let's face it, has made many of us feel disempowered. And so I particularly want to know how people are re-emerging with a stronger mindset and what skills have been fundamental in doing that. This is a lively and thought-provoking perspective on lessons learnt. Enjoy. My guest today is Ilie Claire. She is a French actress, director and producer, whom, up until this year, was busy dividing her time between Paris and New York. We actually met three years ago when she came to one of my retreats in France, where we shared a mutual love of yoga, meditation and French cheese. We talked about her life living between France and New York, the ways she has empowered herself and how this year has provided one of the biggest life lessons having no expectations. So you're in France now? Yeah, I'm in France. I've just arrived, really. <laughs> it's been two weeks. Yeah, 10 days, really. So um, yeah, I was in New York uh, because I live between Paris and New York now. So yeah, we were in New York and uh, it's just crazy with the virus and the pandemic. So we just decided to come to France to to breathe a little bit <laughs> so yeah we're in like in a small village in the south of France and that's why I was like maybe it's my connection maybe my connection is not that good but um but it seems to work so that's good hooray well welcome <laughs> back to France Thank you. <laughs> back to Europe back to Europe yes <laughs> and how long are you here for well, so my partner, um, he's a writer and a teacher, and so he has all his classes online uh, for this semester. So we just decided to come, uh, I guess, for like six months. So, um, yeah, we, we're here <laughs> and, um, and we'll see what happens um, in the next few months. I feel like right now you can't really plan anything anymore. So it's kind of our plan, but... Maybe it's going to change next month, you know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. You make a really good point, actually, because we can't plan anything anymore. Not really, yeah. I guess you that's know. why, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to be in the present moment, even if, you know, it's something like everybody says and you read about that and you're like, yeah, I know, I know, but I like to plan. I want to, like, you know, plan my future. But I feel like the virus has kind of told us, you cannot do that. So, yeah, now I'm just taking one day after another and and we'll see. Oh, <laughs> so, you sound really relaxed and happy. Yeah, actually, yeah. It's it's great to be in nature. I'm like in the middle of nowhere, just like cows and mountains everywhere. And, uh, and it's nice. It's really nice. Oh, such a change from New York then. Oh, completely, yeah. I mean, it's been hard also with the... Um, pandemic because you know you're in an apartment uh you can't really go out um if you go out you have to wear a mask um 
you can't really see your friends anymore um and you spend your whole time uh between four walls so it's been a bit tricky and hard so i guess we needed also like fresh air and uh and to reconnect a little bit with you know the world the nature <laughs> yeah so definitely yeah. so i just saw this um i saw the trailer to your new the new series check please oh, yeah <laughs> And it, it made me chuckle. Can you explain a bit about it? And because um, it's a lovely, feel-good series from what I've seen of it. Thank you. Um, so what happened, um, I met um, this actress, this French actress, Marina Sayant, in New York. And, um, and she saw my work as an actress, as a director, because I've directed a few short films. And, um, and she had this project that she wrote uh, with a friend of hers. And, um, and she said, well, I really like what you're doing. And would you like to direct this web series that, that I just wrote? And um, so I was like, yeah, sure, let me, let me read it and get back to you. And I, I read the first three episodes. And it was so funny because it's the story of this French actress who uh, goes to New York, you know, to become famous. But of course, <laughs> it doesn't turn out the way she wants. Like a lot of actors, she becomes a, a waitress in a French restaurant. Um, the French restaurant is called Le Crepe Eiffel. Uh, Le Crepe Eiffel, and, um, and the specialty is to have crepes in the shape of the Eiffel Tower. So it's the main attraction. Everyone goes there to have uh, the crepe in the shape of the Eiffel Tower. So it's kind of her like, life um, as an artist in New York, but mostly as a waiter in this restaurant with all the funny stories uh, you can have with customers and uh, the people she's working with. Nice. Have you been a waitress before then? Actually, I've never been a waitress. Um, I did have like what you call survive, survival jobs, but um, I, I was an hostess and um, I worked a few years at the opera as, a, as an usherette. Uh, but no, I've never been a waitress. So it was a new world also for me. So that was fun. That's quite unusual being an actress because isn't that one of the kind of um, the side jobs that an actress has? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, in New York, most waiters are actors. Uh, that's for sure. I feel like in France, maybe a little bit less. I feel like we have um, other side jobs that we can do um, that are not related to like restaurants and uh, and being a waiter. But um, but in New York, definitely yes. <laughs> Mm. So tell me, how did you make the switch to being a director? Did it come naturally? I mean, did you do any training? How did that happen from being an actress? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> so I think what happened was, um, you know, you have all these kind of festivals when you have to make a movie in like, less than 24 hours or 48 hours or like you have to make a movie that is less than two minutes and um i feel like one day i just felt like oh i have a story to tell and i just wrote like two pages uh, a very short script and um and i was like oh i can i can do it for this festival called the nikon film festival which is i think every year and um they have kind of um 
a theme that you have to follow. And uh, mine was, uh, je suis un souvenir, I'm a souvenir. And so I was like, okay, well, I have this idea, I have this script. And uh, I talked to a friend who was like, well, I will help you. Uh, I'll be your first assistant if you want to direct it. And I was like, wow, that's a great idea. <laughs> and I feel like I've always been interested in like all the, the other jobs that you have on set. And uh, so I love like looking at what the DP is doing, what the sound engineer is doing, what the director is doing. I think it's, it's so like interesting and, uh, and you can learn a lot also as an actress when you know what all the other people around you are doing. So that's how I started. I just, I just did it. I just like asked people around me, like, would you help me? Uh, I found a friend who had a camera and uh, I found someone who had like the sound equipment and we just made this two minute and 20 second movie. And I really liked it. So then the year after I did another short film uh, that I co-directed with uh, the same friend who, friend who helped me um, for the first short film. And, um, and step by step, then I did another short film for a collective of um, that I'm part of. And um, yeah, step by step, I just like learned new things. And, uh, and I really like also being uh, behind the camera, not in front of the camera. So yeah, that's, that's how I got there. Mm. Do you feel more empowered as a director then? Um, yeah, I feel it's completely, you have a position that is completely different from an actress. Um, just because you're um, in the project from beginning uh, to the end, um, as an actor, you just come, you know, a few days or a few weeks on a project, and then it's not, uh, it's not about you anymore. It's it's about the sound mixing. It's about the color correction. So, so as a director, I feel like it's awesome because you really create the project from A to Z. And so I really like the whole process. I love being in pre-production and trying to figure out like the best way to shoot, you know, a scene. And I love to rehearse with actors and, um, and then you're on set and you have all this energy from your team and your crew and it's, and it's, it feels good. And, uh, and the post-production also is, is very technical. And actually I really like it also um, because you, kind of create all the atmosphere and the universe you wanted to do on set you just enhance it with sound and color so yeah uh, it's great <laughs> mm -hmm. I love it <laughs> but do you become more critical of yourself as an actress because you understand from being in the director's chair um I'm not sure if I'm more critical but I feel like I learned so much I understand better my role as an actress when I'm on set or when I'm rehearsing. Like, I kind of know what the director wants, I guess, maybe more quickly. Um, so it helps me a lot because I can really see the point of view of the director because I've been in this position. So so I guess it's, it's just very helpful because you don't lose time trying to understand something you just you just have an instinct about it that is actually stronger i'd say 
Mm. Has it made your instincts um, more, you trust them more in your personal life as well? Yeah, I think it's a process though. <laughs> I think... Um, I think I have good instincts, but it's funny how sometimes life is like, you're like, ah, I think I should follow this path. But then you don't really trust yourself. And then life just say, no, 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 no. Look, look, you were right. You, you, you had to go that way. So, yeah, I feel like with time and experiences, you learn how to, to follow them um, uh, more easily, I'd say. Mm. I think also your experience as a director is sort of empowering yourself in the industry you work in. I mean, what is your definition of being empowered? Mm. Well, it's true that in my industry, um, as an actor, it's complicated because you always depend on the desire of other people. So you're always waiting, you know, you're always waiting for someone to call you for an audition. Then you're waiting for uh, someone to tell you, you're the one, you get the part, uh, you're going to shoot. Then on set, you're always waiting, you know, to be called to do your scene. And then you're waiting for the show to be out. And it's just waiting, waiting, waiting. And so I feel like being a director is, it's kind of like, taking your life in your hands more it's it's creating it's I feel like in a way it's it's really being an artist and um, I feel that people in the industry uh, look at you in a different way because you're not just waiting you're actually creating something and um, yeah I guess it, it changes the way people look at you mm, interesting and so because I guess this year is has been more difficult for your industry. What have you learned about yourself? Yeah, true. Um, yeah, it's been very complicated, um, especially for actors who had projects and um, and didn't uh, work out because of the pandemic. Um, well, I think I've learned first <laughs> to slow down. I know you've talked about this a lot, but um, but it's true. It's just this virus has completely changed um the way we live and um and as you know so I live between Paris and New York and it's two very busy cities and um and uh I work a lot I spend probably 90 percent of my time like uh trying to do things for my art and so when uh, the virus hit I was actually in France visiting my family and uh, I got stuck in France and um, I spent almost two months with my parents which was great it was awesome I, I, I had the best time ever with them and uh, and I was like wow this is actually an opportunity to like take time with people you love and uh, and it feels good because everything goes so fast all the time and you feel that, that you have no time and, you know, you have emails and you have social medias and instant gratification. And all of a sudden, all of this had to stop. And um, and it was just nice to, yeah, to slow down and to and to be with, you know, people you love and um and also not to expect anything from anyone else. Um, I feel like also this time of, I don't know, helped me uh, realize even more how important it is to just do your own projects. Because um, as an actor, especially, you expect so much from other people. And, 
and well i told you this but uh yeah my motto this year was like no expectations you cannot expect anything from anyone you should just you know do what you want to do create what you want to see like on screen and um and then the rest is a bonus if somebody wants to work with me as an actress it's just a bonus because i have all my other projects that i'm so proud of and um that i'm happy to make so so yeah i guess that's um what this year has kind of taught me <laughs> mm, it sounds like it's made you more confident as well because now with no expectations you can be more authentically yourself oh completely yeah i feel like yeah being confident is something also that you learn i mean I don't know, maybe people, some people are born being very confident. That wasn't me. Um, but I guess the most important thing for me is to do the work. I feel like if you do the work, if you work hard, if you like know what you want, if you know which stories you want to tell, uh, if you know with whom you want to work, then, you know, it helps you uh, get more and more confident because you know exactly what you want. So, yeah, I guess that's uh, how I feel, yeah. Mm. And would you say at this time in your life you're the most confident? Yeah, completely. Yes, because <laughs> I don't know if it's age, sometimes like, huh. I mean, I guess I'm not that old, but, um, but I feel like all the experiences I had also brought me where I am. And... Um, Maybe maybe some people uh, get less and less confident. I don't know. I don't really believe that. I feel like the more you learn, the more, uh, yes, you, you go through life, uh, actually, the more confident you become because, because you, life teaches you so many lessons. Um, and then finally, you're at one point in your life where you're like, okay, I got it. I know. I know where I want to go. I don't know if I'll get there, but... I kind of know. So that's that's a nice feeling. Mm, that's nice. I think it is also an age thing. Um, confidence. Mm -hmm. I feel more confident mm. in myself too. I'm mm. wondering also body confidence. How, um, how are you with body confidence? And what is the sort of attitude in France to body confidence? Because maybe mm. it's different to New York. Maybe it's a bit too extreme there. Can you sort of mm. tell us the difference? That you've seen it's interesting yeah I feel like well also as an actor when I started acting it's funny because everybody was saying well you know as a French actress you will uh, of course end up in a movie naked <laughs> and so when you start like um, taking acting classes I was like 15 and uh, it's it's a bit scary because you're not that confident when you're 15 with your body um, but it's interesting because I've just learned that actually my body is just, a, um, how do you say, a tool that I'm using to, mm. to express something. Um, and, uh, and when I'm acting, it's not me, it's a character. So I completely, it's as if actually one day a director told me, um, it's as if you put this uh, red nose that clowns have, you know, and as soon as, as you put it, it's not you anymore. You're the clown. You're another character. So the body is the body of the character. So I feel like in France, we're quite um, 
maybe open, I would say, to like body types and body shapes. And in the US, I would feel like, well, I feel like people are getting more and more confident about their bodies, but it's still a big issue. Um, for a long time, you couldn't really see like um, breast, you know, on screen or um, people, actors naked or, but I think they're getting there. There are more and more like freedom, I would say, um, in the American industry. So, yeah. Hmm. And are there any situations which you feel less confident in? Hmm. I would say <laughs> all the situations um, uh, that make me angry. Um, angry or any kind of situations where there's uh, injustice um, because I kind of uh, lose myself. I can't really stand that. I can't stand injustice so or something that is unfair. So, yeah, I would say I get... I get angry, but anger is, I mean, anger is a good thing, I guess, um, because you let it out. But, yes. um, but yeah, I have a hard time being around, I'm sorry to say that, but stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the more you go through life, the more you realize, oh my God, they're everywhere. Um, so how do I deal with that? Because it's, it's really annoying. And um and yeah, that's I guess when I when I lose confidence because because that's something that I want to fight, you know. And um, so I usually have to <laughs> to take a step back and just to like try to relax and uh, and tell myself um, that it's okay, it's 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 not that bad. But um, <laughs> but sometimes it's it's hard. <laughs> that's really funny because I asked a fellow yoga teacher what she's learned about herself this year and she said yeah. not learned anything but she's realized she's less tolerant of stupid people <laughs> yes. yeah and actually I've I've read something about that recently and I thought it was really interesting um they say when when somebody annoys you or when something annoys you um actually try to look at this person as if um they are suffering so they are kind of putting on a mask to cover this uh, suffering. So if you look at them with uh, compassion, actually it changes the way you feel because all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's why they're acting like that, you know? And so it kind of the anger becomes empathy and I've tried and it's crazy, it works. It's like then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, okay. That's the position you're in. I just feel really sorry <laughs> for you. And uh, I wish maybe I could help, you know? So maybe it's, I don't know, a tip to like try to uh, switch uh, the way you feel at that moment. Totally. That's a great tip. Definitely. <laughs> so what are you doing to bring more inner strength or peace into your life at the moment? Um, well, actually, I do yoga. I love yoga, as you know. Well, we met on a yoga retreat, so <laughs> um, yes. I really love yoga um, and meditation. I feel like meditation uh, really helps um, to um, to see things um, in a different perspective. And uh, also, I eat a lot of 
cheese and I drink wine. <laughs> and I eat M&M's. You're so French. And, <laughs> and then everything becomes more better. <laughs> nice. And have you been reading any life-changing books? Are there any that you would recommend? Um, so actually life-changing. Well, a few years ago, um, that's when I started actually um, doing yoga and uh, meditation. It's, it's actually because um, I was seeing a life coach and, um, and she's the one who told me, she said, well, um, we talked a lot about, you know, uh, religion and spirituality. And uh, I was in a place where I was like, I don't know, I, I, I need something, but religion is not for me. And uh, I don't know, I need to find my place in the world. And she said, well, I guess you have to read uh, books um, about positivity, about spirituality. And so she recommended me to read um, books from Deepak Chopra. And, um, and it's funny because a few months later, I was actually in LA and I was like, oh, I, I should get a book. And I, um, uh, I went into this library and uh, not library, bookstore. I always make the mistake, this bookstore. And, um, and, um, and I just found uh, Deepak Chopra's book. I, I don't know the name in English. I think it, in French, it's called um, The Book of Coincidences. And it's about syn synchronicity. Um, and... Um, and I just like loved it and, and it opened a new world to me. And then a very good friend of mine um, offered me a book that really changed everything. Um, the, the book is called Law of Attraction. It's from uh, Michael Jelosier. Yes. And um, yeah, and, and it's, it's great because I'm somebody who needs like, you know, to do exercises. Like, I mean, I love reading, but then I love to put everything in practice. Otherwise, I just forget. <laughs> so this book is great because it has like exercises that you can do and you can actually see that it works. So when I started doing this, I was like, whoa, this is insane. So I guess this book really like, yeah, was, was kind of life changing for me because I was like, wow, I can apply all this to my life and I, I get results. So that was, yeah, actually the book, I would say that that kind of changed uh, things for me. I think you make a really good point about um, when you read something and then to put that into action in your life. Because I think a lot mm. of people don't do that. They say, sure. oh, yes, I must do that. And then they forget about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I feel like repetition also. Well, it's like learning lines. When I have to learn lines, I just like repeat them, repeat, repeat, repeat. So they just become part of me. So I feel like any like life lesson, it's the same. You have to just repeat and practice like yoga also to, to become better. Mm. Do you keep lines written around your apartment? <laughs> um, no, I don't. Um, it's really funny because actually uh, my partner told me something, a, a story that I, I think is really funny. When he was learning uh, Portuguese, he would just like put, you know, the name of every object in his place with a post-it, you know, with a, like a small piece of paper with the name in Portuguese. So each time he would look at the, the object, he would know how to say it in Portuguese. I thought it was a really like fun way to learn things. 
But no, me, I have a very um, visual memory. So I just need to, to actually see the lines. So I need to see my page. And I kind of like, it's like a camera. I feel like I'm taking a picture of the page. And then I just, I just know my lines. So I just need to have my papers with me, uh, my script. And, uh, and um, until I don't visualize it, I just keep like... Uh, reading it, reading it, reading it. Mm, good tip there. Mm. And have there been any books that you thought this has to be a film? Ah, true. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yes. Okay. So, <laughs> well, it's not going to be very um, objective, but uh, my partner is a writer. And <laughs> and he actually wrote a book um, uh, that is called... Uh, um oh and now i'm losing it uh the box and the briefcase and um and it's it's an awesome book because um it takes place um in a kind of uh world that doesn't exist but um but could exist and um and it's about beauty but beauty like what is beauty you know it's like um all those people are like doing surgery to, to, to be beautiful, but actually um, it's, it's kind of a fake world. Anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a book that when, when I read it, I was like, whoa, this can be a movie for sure. So anyway, I don't know if it will happen, but um, yeah, that's, that's one of the books I thought, well, this could be a movie. And also um, all the like Barjavel, I don't know if you know this author. No. Uh, René Barjavel, yeah, all his books can be movies. It's it's insane. And actually, my name, Ilia, comes from one of his books uh, because both my parents read it and they said, well, if we have a daughter, we will call her uh, like the hero of the book. So. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. So You're destined to become an actress. <laughs> I was like, well, if one day they make a movie of this book, um, uh, which is called La Nuit des Temps, uh, I was like, I have to be the actress. There's no other way. <laughs> so anyway, but apparently it's it's really complicated uh, to get the rights. Um, I feel like the family doesn't really want to have uh, movies about about the book. So, but yeah, it's funny. Mm, I like that. Actually, I've got a question for you on um, the subject of being an actress, because I think maybe is it a bit harder now to break into being an actress? I just wondered, do you have any tips for kind of the way we're living now and for spying, aspiring actresses? What would you advise them maybe on what they could learn or what mm. they could do right now? Mm. Yeah, I think we're in a different world now. So we have social medias, we have um, so many ways to create. So what I would say is, like I said before, but like do the work, train, like train with as many acting coaches as you can. Um, go to acting schools, like learn the, you know, the classic uh, text, read Shakespeare, read Moliere, read all those amazing authors because they will give you kind of food, you know, to act. So I would start there and then I would say try to create your own content. Um, 
So then you don't wait for people. You just, you're an artist. You want to be an actor. You're an artist. You have things to say. And the best person to say those uh, things are you. So, so just, you know, try to find the right people. Uh, just create collective of actors, collective of writers, uh, just collective of artists and try to make things together. Um, I guess nowadays it's the best way to, to get there. Yes, I agree. Do you think the world has opened up more with, you know, all these online courses and everything that's available online? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I actually, I thought it was insane during the, the confinement because I think everybody discovered that the world is so small. You know, you can be in Paris and uh, have a workshop with uh, an amazing coach in New York. Uh, the only thing is the time difference, but that's fine. You can work with that. And, um, and yeah, and you can, you can actually, yeah, be in touch with everyone now. You can be in Australia and, uh, and talk to somebody in Russia. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. It's like all the boundaries, all the, yeah, borders uh, are not borders anymore. I mean, virtually speaking, um, so I guess I guess it's actually great. I it I feel it's hard because we're all connected now, and uh, sometimes it's really just good to uh, disconnect to uh, log off. But um, but actually it's also great because you can you can be anywhere in the world through internet now. So I've I've actually um, learned that a lot of people are trying to do um, plays on Zoom. <laughs> which sounds crazy, but at the same time, like, why not? Because it's a new way to do things. And if you want to work with somebody who is not in your city or in your country, why not? So I guess more and more opportunities are going to open up um, this way. Definitely. I actually do improvisation. I've been doing that for the last two years mm. and I really enjoy it. What's yeah. interesting is that we're doing improvisation wearing masks. So wow. we have to work harder with our sort of eye contact, voice projection. Mm -hmm. So that's been really interesting. Yeah, I think improvisation is great because because you don't have a text. So you, you, you just have to, you know, take what's happening in the moment. And I think that's the best because even when you're an actor and you have lines, you kind of have to forget your lines and be in the moment with your partner. So for me, improvisation is the best way to learn. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. All right, I've got some quick fire questions for you. Yeah. All right, listen to this. Would you rather <laughs> be on a desert island by yourself or with your worst enemy? <laughs> um, by myself. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Which fictional character would you like to be for a day? Mm, fictional character. Um, I'm going to say Lady Macbeth. Mm, like that. Favourite <laughs> actor or actress? Oh, Meryl Streep. Mm. <laughs> what famous person would you like to meet? Meryl Streep. <laughs> oh, I thought I was coming. <laughs> okay, the women you think sum up empowerment. Huh. 
sum up empowerment? That's a good question. Um, you know what? I don't, I don't really have somebody in mind. I would say any woman should, should actually um, be a symbol of that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yes. Good answer. Okay, last one. We are all in the process of becoming. What do you feel you are becoming? Hmm. I guess um, I'm becoming more myself. Oh, that answer was brilliant. <laughs> that's great (laughs) all right what do you hope to happen for next year because I strongly believe in saying things out loud to universe so what do you want the universe to hear okay um so that's interesting because you say uh hope and I just feel like when you say I hope for something uh you don't really believe it you know because you're like you have expectations and uh, you're not sure that it's gonna happen so um, I was kind of doing this and then I thought no 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 I have to switch and I have to actually think I already have it and so um, now I'm just like when I ask the universe about things I'm just grateful so I would say that I'm grateful um for all my projects um, as an actress, as a director, as a, as a producer, to, um, to get the, the attention, to get the, the money, to get the, the spotlight that they deserve. You make a good point. Hope is <laughs> like expectation. I should have said want. What do you want to happen? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I was like, ah, no expectations. So I already have it. <laughs> I like the way you tie it to expectations, which was at the beginning. I like that very much. Okay, what are your words or phrases that you use to make yourself feel stronger? Um, so I, I don't, I don't think I have any any words or, or phrases. I actually think I'm sorry, Kimmy. I, I think actually for me, it's it's the opposite. I would say it's it's the silence that really um, makes me. Uh, more peaceful and stronger, especially when I meditate. Like when I meditate and I reach this point where, you know, I can turn off everything in my brain and uh, and I can just feel like my body uh, being quiet and silent. Um, I feel that's when I, I feel the best. And that's what motivates me afterwards to just uh, go forward and do things. That really touched me, actually. You just turned around my question, like the former question I asked. You just turned it around. Um, Yeah, silence. There's no words or phrases. You don't need it to make yourself feel stronger. It's silence, isn't it, for a lot of people? Yeah, yeah. I guess it it really helps to to just be centered and uh, and to welcome anything that can come. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Great. Okay, lastly, where can people find you? Oh, they can find me on all the social media. So Instagram, uh, Facebook, Elia Claire, E-L-E-A-C-L-A-I-R, and um, and Twitter also. Um, though I'm not really on Twitter, but, but it's good because everything is connected now. You just post on one of them, and then it goes everywhere. So uh, any of those, uh, yeah, people can find me there. 
Great. Gosh, what a lovely conversation with you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was so nice to talk to you. You sound like you're quite a thoughtful person. I like the answers that you were saying in the interview. Thank Um, you so much. You kind of uh, changed some of my thinking as well while we were talking. And just to add, if you want to find out more about how to empower yourself, you can check out my website, which is mindfulthinkingatplay.com. I've got some empowering workshops that I'm doing online, which might interest you. Until next time.